Hello and welcome to The Debrief Episode 2. Today we're talking about what is it actually like as a Formula 1 fan to go to a Grand Prix. So I've been an F1 fan for, you know, several years now. Um, I'm trying to think of the real first Grand Prix experience that I have. I want to say I became a fan, an active watching every race fan in 2018, but I've been watching for a while other than that, off and on. Um, so let's talk about it. What is it like to go to a Grand Prix having never been before and knowing, you know, an, a decent amount, an okay amount of stuff about the sport, at least I think. Um, well, first of all, it was extremely exciting. Uh, I was very excited to see all the engines. Like I could hear it. I really had a sense of each car for the first time. I think the thing that really got me was the first day, the engine sound was so much different than it is on TV in any video that you could even post of stuff that I heard in person. I don't know, just like it's deeper and you can actually hear a difference in every engine. There's some stuff you could tell on TV. Like I know last year and by last year, I mean 2022 season, I feel like the Ferrari engine had like a whistle to it, like a hum, but this, this, I could really, I could tell what each engine was which what manufacturer made what engine just by the sound of the car going by and the sound of it accelerating, which I thought was really cool. So that's thing number one. Thing number two that you notice as an F1 fan um, about the cars is you can really get a sense of the weight of the car. And I know that sounds really weird, but like I was sitting at a turn, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I was sitting at turn 11, Miami Grand Prix 2023. And you could really feel how the car, the back end swings and you could just feel the downforce. Like just, you could see it, you could feel it. I don't know how to explain it, but the, obviously these cars are extremely heavy and you just had a sense of, wow, this is an impressive machine. It's this heavy and it makes this turn so tightly. So that's kind of like my initial impressions as a nerd when I was there. But let's just talk about what is it like going in general? So there's a lot of people online that say going to a Grand Prix is worse than watching it in person. I could not disagree more, but I did have a really awesome first experience. So who knows how when I go to Silverstone in a couple months, maybe I'll feel entirely different. I'm not sure. But I sat at turn 11 of the Miami Grand Prix, like I said, and I think the key to where I sat and having a good time was I sat in a place that I thought and I was right would have a lot of good overtaking. And I think that's the key. You know, there's a lot of people that were complaining and that said that they had been to that race the last year, which I could not because I was graduating college um, on the exact same day. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, I, I sat on the start finish straight and it just wasn't as good. And the reason is these cars are fast. And I know that sounds like a, oh, wow, Nick, these cars are fast. But no, I'm serious. These cars are so fast that when they're going by at full speed on a straight, it's just a blur. You can barely even tell which car it is. And I'd be impressed that if you could tell which car is, if you could tell, oh, that was a Red Bull. You know, if you're standing on the ground, you could barely tell which car is which, but you can't tell, oh, that was Max Verstappen. Either he's going too fast. So, um, 
you know, and while I did walk down to a straight during one of the practices so I could experience what the speed was like, which was awesome and I highly recommend doing, you know, it wasn't, um, that wouldn't be a great place to watch the race. So if you're looking for good racing, you need to look for a good overtaking zone. So Miami was kind of a curveball. It's only been ran one time. The surface wasn't great. So we kind of just took our best guess and it turned out to be right. We got the most overtaking out of any other corner. Boom, right there, right in front of us. I saw dozens. It was awesome. So um, there was that. But let's talk about what it's actually like to go like like as a person as you know it's let, let me just be straight up it was hot okay it was extremely hot there were a lot of downsides i again i've only been to the miami grand prix which is not you know indicative of it's a street track it's not indicative of permanent circuits so i'm very interested to see how my experience changes when i go to the most circuit which is silverstone and see how that feels but it was very hot. Um, they obviously didn't have a lot of parking, so we had we were assigned a parking space 1.5 miles away. And for those of you that are good at math, <laughs> you and know that if I go three days, that is nine miles of walking just to get to and from the car. Um, and uh, so that was it. I knew what it was going to be, and I was so excited I wasn't upset about it. But it would have been nice if I could have parked a little closer. <laughs> So, but then once we get in there, you know, it's about being there for the race. It's kind of like a mix of if you've ever been to a golf tournament or a state fair. It's like if you mix those two things, that's what being at a non-permanent track is like. Um, You know, it's like there's booths and all this stuff. And the food was mediocre. Uh, The Dolphins, who are the people that own my Hard Rock Stadium that the track is around. If you're not from America, that is an, an, an NFL football team, American football. Um, and you know, so, and it's a super cool venue. I got, I, let me just, let me just say that right out, right out the bat. This track is awesome. I loved this track. I think the drivers like this track a lot better and the stadium being in the center of it just felt epic. Just got to say that right off the bat. But, um, with that said, you know, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of walking involved to get to any food you want to eat. None of it's very good. The Dolphins don't have good food. My parents are Dolphin season ticket holders because they live down there. And it is, I, they just don't have good food. They don't have good food. So, so anyway, you're there for three full days. You know, you're there for eight hours. You're going to at least want to eat something at some point. Wasn't good. And the, um, and the, the prices were high. I was expecting that. But anyway, uh, enough about the food. Let's talk about the merch. The merch was probably the most disappointing part of it. Um, you know, there's a lot of third-party sellers online, and none of them were there. And I'm, I guess I should have been expecting it. F1's very controlling, but... It was just F1 store. The individual teams didn't even sell stuff. It was all under the branch of the like Fanatics F1 store. It doesn't say Fanatics, but that's who runs it. F1 store. And um, the prices of uh, Formula One gear, at least for Americans, I'm assuming it's the same. I've looked into like pounds is about the same. And I assume the 
one of the biggest fan bases of probably not the biggest is Italy and England. So I try to relate them. Um, and all of us are in the same boat that this is very expensive gear. And then, and which is fine. I'm, I, you know, I'm a big advocate of buy merch from the actual people. So even though I just said, I wish there were third party vendors there, I'm a big advocate. I bought, I buy all my Mercedes merch from Mercedes, if not F1 store, but it's all, I want all the money to go to them. Cause I feel like that's how you support them. And let me just say right off the bat, they marked up stuff way higher, ridiculously higher than what I could order it and ship it online. Perfect example. So there's this the, there's this Mercedes hat that I want that is typically $55. Pretty expensive for a hat, but you know, it's again, F1, we'll go with it. It was on sale online on the F1 store for $35 plus 15 in shipping. So let's just call it $50 regularly. Sometimes you can get shipping for free. Sometimes you can't, okay? It was $90 plus tax. So whatever that comes out to, um, $90 in person. That is outrageous. And that it's not just Mercedes. It's, it was everybody's hat, so I'm not trashing Mercedes. I'm complaining about what F1 was trying to do. And it was ripping people off. I mean, we're already paying to be at the race. I know that money goes to the event organizers, but $90, I mean, come on, you probably would have, if you had marked it up five or $10, I bet you more people would have bought the hats because I saw a lot of hats sitting there and I don't feel like a lot were sold based off of what I saw people wearing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was pretty crappy. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I was very disappointed to see that. And, uh, I'm going to order something offline at some point because it's cheaper to do it that way, which you would think with shipping, no way, but alas, I was wrong. So that was the one, the biggest negative of it, but uh, let's talk about the more positives. Uh, seeing the driver's parade and seeing the drivers in person with your own eyes is just crazy for people that you've watched for years, followed, talked about, all this stuff. That was awesome. Um Another funny thing is turn 11 South Beach Grandstand is where I sat. And that just so happens to be the Red Bull Racing fan section. So I got free Red Bull Racing stuff. And in about 30 minutes when I record the breakdown episode with Dawson, uh, I'm going to give him his hat because uh, I promised I would give him it because I'm not going to use it. But it was very interesting. Um, also, turns out most of them were just Checo fans because when Max won, they booed him. So Red Bull Racing fan section. For Checo is what it should have been called. Uh, but yeah, my biggest advice I could give to anybody that goes to any track is do your research. Don't buy the cheapest tickets because you're going to be mad. It, now, if you can't, again, this is a privileged thing to be able to go to. I get that races are expensive. This is something I save up for every year. It's a big it, that I'm saving up for. I, you know, I'm talking about, oh, I'm going to the British Grand Prix. It's not because I'm rich. It's because I've been saving for three years to go to it. Um, so uh, it's it's like the one time I'm going to go in my lifetime unless I get sponsored, which would be awesome because I really want to do more. Um, it, it's just obviously one of the greatest sports in the world has to be one of the grave, greatest live atmospheres you can go to. And overall i it was i had high expectations absolutely destroyed them they were they were and by destroyed them i mean exceeded them it was just an incredible experience um 
And there were lots of stuff that happened at the race that I'm not going to talk about. I'm talking about just the experience because you should go listen to our Miami Grand Prix breakdown episode when it's out, which is likely tomorrow from the day this recording comes out. So hopefully it's out by the time you listen to it. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very happy that I got to go. And, uh, if you can, if it's, if, if, if you have a race in your country, if it's close to you, I would recommend going. I get not everybody has a race, and that's very unfortunate. But continue to su- support the sport no matter what. I think it's just going to keep growing. And I was very happy with my weekend at the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. That's my debrief. I'm Nick Golden from the Pitwall Podcast. Subscribe, listen to all our stuff uh, at the Pitwall Pod on social media, trying to get more involved on Twitter as well, but TikTok and Instagram also. So there's some great little videos from when I was there. So you should go check those out. And uh, yeah, I'll see you later. Bye-bye.